welcome back to another episode of your not-so-anonymous journal. I haven't had a guest on in a couple weeks, it feels like, but I am super excited to announce that next week's guest is someone who is super important to me. I'm just so excited to have her on. We, like, talked about this idea of a podcast back in the fall, so it's just fun to be able to now have her onto the podcast Again, like someone who was like, you should do it, you should do it. And now I'm doing it. But anyways, so that's that. This week, like this past week has been so freaking crazy because we got back from our trip from California last like Thursday or whatever, or last Wednesday. And I did a little bit of client work that Thursday and Friday, and then it was the weekend. And now I just feel like this was obviously the first week where I'm fully back into things. But it was also my birthday on Tuesday, and I turned 26, and I'm also a twin, so that's cool. But I was thinking about, as I feel like I'm always just like, hmm, what should this episode be on? Because I feel like it's a very on-a-whim type of situation where I'm like, okay, a solo episode, what should I talk about? Because I feel like there's so many things for me to talk about that I just, I'm like, okay, I want to talk about this, but then I also want to talk about this topic. And then part of me is dealing with this like imposter syndrome of like, but you don't know enough about that topic to like talk about it. Like, for example, part of me wanted to dedicate this episode to intrusive thoughts just because I deal with intrusive thoughts. If you've listened to my past episodes, like, you know that I do. And I just feel like other people deal with some of the things that I deal with. And I just feel like I should just on solo episode days, just pick a topic talk about my experience and just like maybe do a little bit of research and just like spew it out there because why not but anyways oh my gosh I feel like I'm like so all over the place but anyways so as I was thinking about what I wanted this episode to be on my friend was like well you just turned 26 why don't you do 26 things that you've learned uh, you know, she said over the past year, but what I might do is just what I've learned over the last couple years, I guess, like from throughout my healing journey. So the last, I guess, since summer 2021. So I feel like that was kind of like the timeline where I started to take my mental health and just like my healing journey a lot more seriously where I was like, okay, I seriously need to define like what I want in this healing journey. Like what do I want from other people? Like how do I feel about myself? Like just discovering so many things and just understanding like my purpose and just like what I want out of life. So I thought 26 is a fucking lot of things to have learned. But to be honest, as I like started writing them down, which I did earlier today, I was like, okay, this is actually kind of easy because I just think about it. Like if you just sit there and you think about it, you could probably come up with 30 things in the span of like 30 minutes of just like, that was a lesson learned or like I learned that lesson or I remember when this happened and I learned this lesson from that. So yeah, I mean, it felt honestly really easy and I'm not going to like take a long time elaborating on what each thing is, but I feel like these are some pretty good lessons that I feel like a lot of people probably relate to or whatever. So I'm going to get into them. I'm going to kind of just like kind of rapid fire, I guess, but Regardless, um, I'm going to get into them. All right, this would be like the perfect time. You know those people that have like the dual screens or like they have, yeah, like the two computers that can like connect to each other 
And so you can like view two different things on one computer and then one thing on the other. I like desperately need that right now because I'm trying to like put up my Google document that has my list on the left side and then GarageBand on the right. It's chaotic over here. But okay, so here's the first thing that I've learned. And also like these, again, just a little FYI are all of my personal opinions. You're welcome to disagree. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion, but these are mine. So I I feel like people are going to relate to it, but who knows? So this is like the most obvious one, but this is the first one. And that is that healing will never be linear. And I don't know when I like started taking my healing journey seriously, what I thought a healing journey was going to look like. I feel like I was just like, I don't really know what healing my anxiety looks like, but I know that if I go to therapy and if I implement the things and the tools that she teaches me and I like actually put the work in, my life is going to get so much better. And like, Going into like a bird's eye view, yeah, everything definitely has gotten so much better and I've been able to manage my anxiety more so than ever before. But I think what had shocked me in the beginning was like the times when I felt like I had a really good grip on my anxiety, especially in the beginning. And then all of a sudden, like having a week where left and right, my anxiety was just absolutely taking a shit all over the place. And then I'd be like, well, I feel like I did so much work and... Now I did all that months of work and now I'm having like a whole straight week of just feeling anxious. Like, why is this happening? And so just kind of accepting, like, it's never just as with anything in life, it's never just going to be a linear line, like up to the very top. It's definitely going to have ups and downs because things around you change. You know, you have different interactions with people. Things are triggering, like you just never know. So just like understanding and accepting that. Okay, the second thing is, in my opinion, I feel like everyone could use a therapist. I do. I feel like everybody has childhood trauma. It's very different. Also, there's like different tiers to it. Some people have super severe childhood trauma. Some people have very acute childhood trauma. But in my opinion, I just feel like, and maybe I shouldn't even use therapist, but like that's pretty much what they're called. But I, you know, obviously there's like coaches out there and counselors out there. I feel like everybody should talk to somebody, you know, like obviously the first step is accepting that you have something that's been triggering to you or just like accepting that like you have these toxic or negative habits that like you just can't seem to break and understanding that like you don't have to just be like, well, that's just me. I am the way that I am. It's like, no, if you talk it out, that helps so much. And you like don't know that it helps that much until you actually get into therapy or you actually talk to a counselor or a coach or whatever. I mean, it's crazy. Okay, the third one is the timeline of life. I, it's made up. I mean, I know that we all like know this in the back of our heads. We're like, yeah, like every time we get super upset about like, oh my gosh, like I'm single and I'm 28 years old or like, I feel like I should be married by 30 or like I should have a house by 32 or whatever it is. It's like, or like I should have a secure job. Like, as soon as I get out of college or a couple years into it, it's like, no, like it's, it's made up like, you know, because I feel like everyone's end goal in life is to just be happy, is to like, just have peace with themselves and just like everything that's around them. But it's like, people are happy if they choose to be happy. And this, oh my gosh, this took like so long for me to 
understand and accept, but like the relationship that your friend has or like the financial situation that's like so amazing that your other friend has or like your other friend's family has or like somebody is doing so well in their career or whatever. It's like that does not equal actual happiness. Okay, number four, you need to chase internal validation for yourself because external validation gets you nowhere. And this was something that I struggled with for so long and my boyfriend Mike always has to kind of like humble me a little bit where he's like, why are you so stressed out about like, I don't know, I can't even like think of an example right now, but I just feel like I catch myself doing things for the validation of what others would say or think about me. And, you know, that obviously shows that I struggle giving internal validation to myself, which obviously if you, like if you can't give that to yourself, nobody else can give that for you. You know, does that make sense? So that's that one. Okay, number five. You have to feel your feelings and talk about what you're struggling with so that you can feel better. This was obviously something that I struggled with so much in college. I was just like, nope, nothing is a problem. My life is great. Everything's awesome. I'm happy in this moment, like quote unquote happy. And if I just don't talk about it, it doesn't fucking matter. And then next thing you know, a couple years later, I have debilitating anxiety and I'm like having like all of these anger like outbursts and I'm sad all the time and I'm crying for no reason. And then I'm like pissed off that I'm crying and I'm sad and I'm angry or whatever. And what I just had realized was like, I just needed to talk about the things that were bothering me because it's like, once you open up the conversation about what's bothering you, like in that moment, and if you can talk to the right person that prompts the right questions, you eventually get to the point where you're like, holy shit, that makes sense. That's why, like, that's why I am like, I'm triggered. Like, that's what that is. So, okay. Money buys peace, not happiness. You know, those people that are like, oh, money, like, that's just like a thing. Like, it's not like that shouldn't like really your life shouldn't be exciting because of it. I don't even know. Like, you know, those people that say that I feel like, okay, yes. Like I said before, money doesn't buy happiness, but I do believe that it buys peace because how awesome would it be if you just like didn't have to worry about money to pay for rent or like if you didn't have to worry about where you were going to like pay your groceries from next, you know, or like all of that. I just feel like when you have like financial, when you don't have financial freedom, it's super stressful. And the people that like make it seem like money is just like no big deal. Like, no, stop, stop it right there. Money definitely buys mental peace. It it truly does. Okay. People that think you're arguing with them anytime that you like bring something up to them are the people who don't know how to communicate their feelings. Like, you know that that person, like, we all know that one person that you, like, for once tell them, like, hey, this bothered me, or you're like, hey, I think if you, like, did this, it would be better, or whatever, and then they immediately get defensive, and they get, like, pissed off, or they, like, shy away, or they just, like, ignore you. It's like, that has nothing to do with you. That has everything to do with them, because they don't know how to communicate how they're feeling, And they would rather gaslight the absolute shit out of you rather than actually accepting that maybe something that they did wasn't the right way to go about something or something that they said wasn't the best way to say something. So yeah, that's not on you. That's on them. Okay, you get to choose your family. 
Just because their blood doesn't mean shit. Again, I feel like some people might be like, no, if they're blood, they're your family. And that's fine. Again, we're all entitled to their, you know, our own opinions. But I truly feel that some people, like there are some people in your family that you just don't jive with and that's fine. Or you just meet people in life that you just feel so connected to and so close to. And you're just like, damn, like we really get along and like you're becoming a super good person you know, person in my life, blah, blah, blah. It's like, you get to choose the people in your life that you want to be surrounded with. And if that's not someone who's like in your bloodline, it like, that's okay. Like, you don't have to feel guilty about that. Like, we don't get to choose our family. By the way, I love my family. So like, I'm not talking about like my family, but this was just something that like I've seen or that I've just like, you know, experienced or just like witnessed or whatever, but it's like, it's okay. Like you can choose who you want to be surrounded by. Okay. Stop lighting, this one's so cliche, stop lighting yourself on fire to keep others warm. This is for all my people pleasers. It's like, how many times are we just like, "Mm," like, they're kind of being a bitch right now, but I don't want to like put myself in bad terms with them or I really don't feel like getting the heat of how they're going to feel if I like do like say something. So I'll just keep it inside and like, I'll just deal with it later. And then like, you're pissed off for the rest of the day because you never said anything. And then that person had like an amazing day. And then you're just going to bed, like aggravated as fuck. It's like, yeah. I mean, that's like one example of just so many examples where people pleasers continuously light themselves on fire just to make sure that they're keeping the peace for everybody else. And then it's just like, super debilitating over time, like mentally taxing. It's, it's tough being a people pleaser. Okay. Not everyone will be on board with your healing journey and that's none of your business. I mean, like what people think about you is none of your business. And like, it's not your job to make sure everybody's on board with what you're doing. It's like, again, for me, it's like, I decided what I wanted out of life and like, who I wanted to be surrounded by and things like that. And then I made the conscious decisions from there on out to, you know, discard of friendships that weren't good for me. Or I finally started setting boundaries or I, you know, stopped taking clients that just weren't lighting me up inside. It's just like, those are the things where, you know, people might not be happy that you're making the decisions or choosing to like protect your peace because that's a part of your healing journey, but it's like, that's on them if they can't understand that. Like, that's just on them. Okay, here's another one. Just because they're your family doesn't mean they're always right. I feel like as kids and like, obviously anybody that has parents that are around and, you know, present in their life, we tend to be like, okay, yeah, like our parents, you know, they know what's best for us forever and always, yada, yada, yada. But it's like, at some point, you become your own independent human being and the only person that truly knows what's best for you is yourself. And so obviously your parents want what's best for you and anybody that's just like an authority in your life that genuinely cares about you, like they want what's best for you. But that doesn't mean it's always right for you. So I think just like acknowledging the difference when you have to, because sometimes you're like, that was a great decision. That was awesome advice. That was amazing. But to say that that happens every single time or that you have to listen every single time or feel guilty if you're not agreeing with what they're saying. It's like, no, like you're your own person at a certain age. It's like you, you take care of yourself and, you know, obviously that's just like a healthy relationship. It's just like taking and 
taking what resonates and leaving what doesn't, you know? Okay, some things will always hurt and stay with you forever, and that's okay. I think, especially for me, for example, like with my healing journey, I knew that the moment when I asked for help, I had this preconceived notion that everything would be solved and everything would be better and that I'd be able to tackle everything. But the truth of the matter is, it's like those parts of you and those pieces of you that get so upset or angry or triggered or whatever, they don't go away because they alter you. Like scientifically, these experiences do alter you as a human being, but it doesn't mean that it can't be managed, you know? Like, you can manage those feelings. But I think that just accepting that some things will stay with you for forever, and that's okay, but you can definitely manage how much they affect you. The way to live the most intentional and fulfilling life is by knowing what you want, how you want to be treated, and or what you deserve to get from a situation. Basically, you'll never like stick up for yourself and what you want if you have like no idea why you're doing it in the first place. If you have no general direction or just like opinion on like these are the people that I want to be surrounded by. This is these are the goals that I'm setting for myself in my personal life and my career. This is the kind of relationship that I want from somebody. These are the qualities that I want from people that I'm surrounded with. If you don't have those clear cut in front of you or in your mind at all times you just never know how life is going to kind of end up and all of a sudden you like look around and you're like how the fuck did I get surrounded by like I don't even like this person I hate my job like I there were so many red flags with this guy that I was with like what was I doing you know and next thing you know you feel like you like wasted so much time that could have been spent in a more intentional way if you had just really sat down and acknowledged and just thought about like, hey, what do I want from friends? You know, what do I want from a relationship? What do I want from, you know, out of a career? Like, what are my goals? Like, what hobbies do I want to have? You know, like just having a direction is just so, so helpful. Okay, self-awareness and emotional intelligence is a gift everybody should give to themselves. And this is actually what the episode next week or like, not next week, but like the following Monday, that's what this episode is going to be on, which is emotional intelligence and self-awareness and how your emotional intelligence can help better your life, like obviously mentally and physically. Like if you can become emotionally intelligent and you can become self-aware about why you're feeling what you're feeling, why someone made you feel that way or whatever it is, you're able to better handle the situation And therefore, that helps you live, instead of getting so riled up about things, you're able to, like, understand it better and become self-aware about it so that you're able to not let it, like, drain you so much, if that makes sense. So this one's thanks to Sarah Savoka, who is a friend of mine and also a coach. And she was actually on the podcast last week, but she had taught me that 95% of your life is basically ran by your subconscious and like how you learned to deal with things as a child, like in your imprint years of like zero to seven, that like your nervous system when experiencing things for the first time during zero to seven years old is basically rewire or like rewiring your nervous system to be a certain way for like the rest 
of your life, basically, and the way that you choose to deal with things as that age, or like from zero to seven years old, is how you handle things as an adult, or like in your later years, until you basically become self-aware and emotionally intelligent, and you're able to recognize that maybe the way you handle things aren't so great, and the only way to be able to fix that and change your life and change the choices that you make is by accessing the subconscious and rewiring your nervous system to have a more positive looping cycle towards situations. So super cool. Okay, your intuition and your body are always right. And so you should always listen to them. You know, like those situations where, gosh, uh, so many situations I'm trying to think of today, but where... I don't know, someone's telling you to do one thing and then you, your body's just like, I don't really think it's a good idea to like do this and like this just doesn't feel good or whatever. Chances are your body's just, it's probably right. Like just listening to your intuition. Your life situation can change in an instant. I actually saw this on Instagram uh, like a couple weeks ago where this girl was like, I understand that we get super upset about things when things aren't going so well. And I guess, obviously, you could say the same thing for, like, when things are going super well, like, obviously, things can change in an instant, you know, whatever. But I'm going to take this a more positive route, obviously. But your life situation can change so fast. And so, I don't know, when I read this, it was one of those things where I was like, that really just stuck with me. Because it's like, when things are super, super bad, you can make one decision or you could just do one thing for yourself that automatically flips the switch or, like, something external happens that's like really awesome and like for example you might be like struggling financially and then all of a sudden like that job you applied to calls you and they're like you got the job or you feel like you've been and this is like a smaller example you feel like you've been a bother to your friends and then all of a sudden your friends are like hey we're going out tonight like let's go and you're like oh like awesome you know something like that but it's like your life situation can change so quickly that just like harping on the sad stuff and just being in the dumps for so long is a little bit of like an energy waster because again like if you just like put a little bit of like action and like implement some like positive habits into your life like things can change stay away from the people who point the finger and blame everybody else but themselves when something goes wrong oh i've had my fair share of encounters and situations with people like this it's like Bro, like when something goes wrong and you're always pointing your finger to everybody else or you're just like, well, that just totally couldn't be me. Like, no, I'm done. Like, I don't want to be your friend. I don't want to be around you. It's not even worth trying to be like, dude, every single time this situation happens, you always think it's everybody else's problem, but yours. Because it's like those people, again, they're going to be like, well, that's your problem. You know, like the finger will always be pointed. They're a pointer guy, not a thumb guy. I can't handle that shit. This one is so big. And I also feel like this one comes with age, but your self-worth does not need to be validated by other people. It just, it, it just doesn't. And this goes back to like finding the internal validation first before like you can like go and seek external validation. I don't even know if like seeking external validation from people is like a good thing. I don't even know. But Your self-worth needs to be given to you by you. Because the moment that you can give yourself self-worth and self-respect, you instantly become more confident. You start making, you know, 
more badass decisions and you start feeling empowered to chase your goals because you're like, I can do this. You know, I'm great at what I do. And you start just like acknowledging the positive qualities about yourself. And I just think that validating your own self-worth gets you a hell of a lot farther than depending on other people to give it to you first. Okay. So stop spending way too much time overlooking your own blessings because you're too busy looking at someone else's. This was me. This was me. And this goes for every single aspect of life where you catch yourself something that you're lacking in your life, something that you're unhappy about in your life, and you're looking for it everywhere else and you're seeing it everywhere else to the point where you start to hate your life so much because you can't see one goddamn good thing in your life. When if you just took a step back or like 10 steps back, you could actually start seeing, hey, I love the apartment that I live in or I'm so grateful that I have a partner that supports me or I'm so thankful that my therapist is there for me and that I have the opportunity to afford a therapist to talk to. Little things and just writing down these things that you're grateful for in a journal or things like that. Because once you start to notice the little things that you're grateful for, you'll start to notice the bigger things that you're grateful for. Or you'll start to notice just more and more things that you feel blessed for. And then you stop kind of looking outward for like what other people have that you don't. That starts to kind of like stop. You can't change people who are committed to staying the same. And I don't know if you listen to Mel Robbins, but if you do, shout out because she's the bomb. But she had someone on where they basically said, you can't change the weather in Chicago. Like, it's always rainy in Chicago. Like, it's cloudy in Chicago, whatever. It's like, you just can't change people that just, you know, deep, deep down, they're not fucking changing for anybody because they like to be in that victimized state. They like being you know, that negative person, they like being that person. And that just comes with accepting that because it's hard to accept that, especially when it's somebody that you love, but just accepting that you can't change the weather in Chicago. Pretending to be happy when you feel literally like nothing or just really sad on the inside, like just pretending to be happy in those moments. I've gotten a lot better when I'm feeling super down or super sad or something that I've also done is like when I get super upset or if I get frustrated with someone else or with myself I go really quiet where I don't talk to like I just won't talk to anybody so here comes the emotional intelligence and like self-aware part I've verbalized like hey you know to people around me if I'm not talking or if I am like kind of shying away in my own space or if I'm like going into a different room or I'm not like really verbalizing to you at all or I'm just like not myself. Something's probably up. I probably don't want to talk about it. But this would be a really good time that if you have the mental capacity to to hold this for me, to hold this space for me, to ask me if I'm okay. To give me that extra push to be able to talk about probably the thing that I don't want to talk about because I'm being quiet. So just stop pretending that you're happy when you're not. Because then you self-isolate, then it starts to go down a more, you know, dark hole. You start to think that nobody cares, but people do care. And that actually leads me to my next one where people actually give a shit about you. Shocker. I know. Shocker. People actually care about your feelings. They care about your well-being. 
And if they're, if you genuinely are like, nope, not one person, I am dying on this hill, not one person that I'm surrounded by is there for me or gives a shit about me. You need to drop them. Bye. And you need to go ahead and find new people. Or if that feels like too much, invest in a therapist, invest in a coach, things like that. Go into a Facebook group where, you know, see if you can like start making some friends online, things like that. So like my Instagram friends, they're like the coolest fucking people ever. So yeah, just knowing that there are people out there that definitely give a shit about you and being really honest about if the people around you don't give a shit about you or if they really do and you just are having a hard time verbalizing how you're feeling. Recognizing that every like low, every problem and every negative situation comes with a lesson to be learned in the end. I mean, I feel like we all kind of have this realization at some point or another where we're like, you know what? It seems like every single bad situation that I have had typically ends in like me having a lesson learned at the very end, which does it suck to have that lesson learned because we had, it came with a cost or it came with like a really shitty reason why we learned this lesson. Yeah. I mean, that sucks. But for the long term, you're like, well, now I know never to do that again. So period. Okay. You are not your past, your past choices. You are not a past situation that happened to you. You are not defined by anything that happened to you in the past. And this was something that I struggled with for a really long time because I am super different now than I was in college. And I definitely feel like there were some choices that I made in college where I was just like, damn, like, what were you doing? Like, what were you thinking when you did that? Because you're like, that was me. Like, I am that person. Like, I consciously made decisions or I did things or whatever. And it's hard to be like, okay, I'm so different now. And like the choices that I make would never be like the choices that I made back then. But I think just remembering that we're human, we're supposed to evolve because if we can't evolve or if we don't learn anything or if we don't make choices that we learn from, what's the point? You know, like that's how we become better human beings by making certain choices or doing certain things and then learning from them. Last but not least, to attract better, you have to become better. And this just like, just think about it. Like it makes sense. Like if you want to have a more like successful or like organized or just elevated job, then you need to start doing the things and taking the actions that are going to help bring that along, you know? So like, for example, if I want to hit 10K months in my website design business, I have to start making choices that are going to push me into that direction. I have to start becoming better, more organized, like more on top of things, more intentional about my work in order for me to be able to get there. I'm not going to get there if I just sit around and do the same things that I'm doing now, you know? Or if you want to become better with your money, it's like you have to start doing the research on how to like invest and what accounts are great to invest in. Or maybe you need to pick up a second job for a little bit so that you can start investing that money and start seeing it, you know, grow over time. So it's just like in order to attract better things in your life, you have to start making better choices that are going to align with that ultimate big goal that you have for yourself. So that's all I have for today. I feel like this was a fun one. I like doing episodes where there's like a list or like a prompted question that involves like creating a list of like my thoughts and opinions and then just kind of like rattling them off. 
But yeah, so I mean, a lot of these, again, you might disagree with, or maybe you're like, oh, that was like a really good point. Or maybe you've been like, yeah, I, I understand. Like, I know all of this. Like, yeah, I feel like we all kind of have similar experiences or similar outcomes or lessons learned from certain experiences that we go through. But these were my 26. Um, and that's pretty much it. So we'll see at age 27 if there's anything else that I come across. But that's all I have for today. Thank you, as always, for listening. And I will see you guys next week. Bye.